1985, the USFL folds. In 1986, uh, an influx of USFL players comes into the league. And two guys that really uh, had an impact on your team. First guy, we'll start with Gary Anderson. Kind of a dynamite player, kind of like the hybrid in the sense, very athletic and a great receiver for you guys for a number of years. Uh, no question. Um, as uh, you, know, you, you described him perfectly, uh, the word dynamic uh, really suits him because uh, his speed and quickness and um, ability to cut at full speed uh, was really uh, uh, really fit our offense. Obviously, you know, with the with the players we had, but having Gary uh, and Tim come along it really added our team a great deal. And Tim Spencer, when I when I interviewed him, he said he was considered one of the uh, smaller backs in the USFL. Of course, over a thousand yards rushing his first two years in the USFL. And he comes to you guys, and you guys got Gary on the team, and you know Lionel Train James, and and basically he was a short yardage guy. That was kind of a surprise to him at the time. Talk about uh, Tim's assets to the team. Well, first of all, he, he's a solid guy, and uh, you know a guy that. When you think of a football player, you think of a guy like Tim Spencer because uh, he looks the part, number one, but mentally he's, uh, he's so smart and uh, selfless to where he would take the role that uh, was available to him uh, because of the style of offense we played. And, and uh, he was very valuable because he could be a good pass blocker. He, he's a, de- a dependable receiver. Uh, but, you know, he could get those tough yards for you as well. So, uh, and he brought some toughness, too, you know, that old Ohio State thing. And uh, he, he, he was, uh, I was impressed with him. I, I enjoyed playing with him. I wish that that, uh, that league had folded sooner so I could have been with these guys longer. And when I was talking to Tim, he remembers one vivid play. Uh, he was on the sidelines, and I guess you guys with Eric Coriel used to run the backs in and out because you had so many talented backs. And it was a passing play uh, that was called, and I guess you called timeout, and you went to the sideline and you pointed right at Spencer, and you go, I want him in the game. So that, that's one of the plays he remembers vividly with you because he was that good of a blocking back. Do you recall that as well? Well, uh, it, it, it certainly it certainly could have happened. <laughs> I, uh, I had a, uh, a tendency to to uh, want the personnel in the game at times that I knew would uh, be reliable and, and uh, would would make the play a success and and Tim certainly is one of those guys uh, you know he he's so conscientious and and uh, I can see why he's such a good coach now that uh, you know he's he willing to do anything and and everything. Did you get a sense when you were playing with him that he'd be a good coach? Well, you never wish that upon anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, he, like I said, he he's a football player, and there's a lot of things uh, that he could do with his life. But I think uh, the love of the game uh, is what swayed him. And plus, you know, being a, a father and and uh, having kids, and and that's a big part of being a coach too. Is is being able to relate to kids, and I think he does that well. Now, of course, Anderson and Spencer had an impact on your team. How about other teams that you faced in the leagues, guys like Reggie White that came out of the USFL and, of course, Sam Mills. Talk about going against these guys and, and w- what they were like. 
Well, uh, you know, fortunately for me, I didn't have to play against either of those guys uh, too often. I, I don't think we ever played against Sam. I know we played against Reggie when uh, the Eagles were just getting that thing cranked up. I remember I, I uh, uh, retired after the 87 season, so a lot of uh, the impact that those great players had came after I was gone. What were your thoughts as a player in the NFL? You know, talking to a lot of the USFL players when they came out of college, there's a fraternal feeling among the USFL guys. From you, of course, you were well-established by 1983, of course. I mean, four years in a row, you, you were number one in passing from 79 to 83. But what was your thoughts as, you know, looking at this league from afar? Did you think it was a good league? Did you think eventually, you know, some players would come over like the old, like the old AFL days or there might be some kind of merger at all? Well, we were hoping that it would be a success because it, it created instant leverage for us as ballplayers. Um, you know, I, I had my uh, courtship with uh, the Tatham uh, family, and they were trying to get the uh, uh, franchise in San Diego, and I ended up in Oklahoma and ended up with Doug Williams. Uh, but, you know, as players, we didn't have free agency as they have now. And that would have created instant free agency and instant leverage. So we were hoping that it would be a success. But, you know, when you, when you start out in the springtime, I mean, that's just not going to work. <laughs> I don't care who, who says it's going to work. Uh, spring football is, is for uh, college practices. And what did you think of the quality of play? First off, t- talk about the courtship you had with the, the franchise that was supposed to go to San Diego. Talk about your negotiation or your, your, your talks with them. Well, you know, uh, they were pretty serious, um, and at the, at the time, I, uh, I'm not sure exactly where I was with, with San Diego, but, uh, you know, I, it, I really could never see myself leaving the Chargers because of uh, so many factors. But, um, again, it was, it was important for me to explore uh, just how serious they were because, uh that could help me with, with feathering my, my nest with the, with the Chargers. So, um, you know, I, I, I respected them. They, uh, they certainly had, uh, had a good plan. They just didn't have a stadium. They couldn't get San Diego Stadium. Right, and of course they went up to Los Angeles where, where Hugh Campbell was the coach. No, um, no. They, they oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, they went to Oklahoma. I thought I thought the uh, the Express were going to be in Los Angeles. Okay, maybe I have. No, this confused. was the Tathams. Uh, the Express was a different outfit. Okay, because when I was talking to Hugh Campbell, he said they were going to go play in uh, in San Diego. Sorry. About uh, that. Well, that's possible too. I mean, yeah. who knows? What the, you know, they were pretty much uh, uh, flying by the seat of their pants. I think at the beginning. <laughs> that, that's true. I was talking to Tom Ramsey, and he said that first training camp he had with. Uh, with the LA Express was kind of like North Dallas Forty, what he remembered from his <laughs> from his days there. Um, also, from from your perspective, do you think that um, a lot? So you don't think the USFL would have made it if it would have stayed in the spring? You don't think it would have had a chance? No, no, you don't. Okay. No, I mean football is football, and it's you know it's the fall, and we are a uh, uh, we're so accustomed to seasons and sports that fit the seasons and. And I'm, uh, you know, watching the Chicago Blitz in February or April, whatever it was, uh, just it was comical. <laughs> and does, does your buddy uh, Keith Jackson ever talk about the old USFL days? Or yeah, any, he any? does, and he does fondly. Oh, yeah. 
they had a lot of fun doing those games, and and uh, uh, you know things were a lot looser back then for for everybody, including the the broadcast networks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually picked up on eBay a copy of the first USFL game with with Keith doing the play by play, and Lynn Swan did a, did a fabulous job there. Uh, yeah, he did that, that year uh, when uh, that first three years of the league uh, when they when they played it was really did a good job. That's about it, pretty much. Uh, just want to get some of your thoughts on on the league and some of the players and the impact they had. Well, well, both Gary and uh, and Tim were were welcome additions to our team and really solid guys. And and as I said, I wish that I could have spent more time with them uh, because uh, they were, uh, as I said, just really good good players and and helped us a lot. Do you think the the players had a bigger impact than initially thought? Obviously, you retired in '87. Did you think players like Hurdle and Reggie and Sam Mills would have this much of an impact? Anthony Carter in Minnesota, Keith Millard as well on the NFL. Well, you know, those were great players in college. You know, so they they took advantage of uh, the situation to 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 go to the USFL at first, but. They would have been stars coming out of college anyway. I mean, you, you're talking you're talking some of the best players ever. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of crummy players that didn't make it too. <laughs> you know, I mean, for every Reggie White, there's uh, a hundred uh, or a thousand <laughs> other guys that are attending bar. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, you can check out the website. I already have Tim Spencer's. Uh... His 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 uh his uh article is up. I'll just add some of your thoughts on it as well. It's a uh, usflonline.com. Okay, great. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you very right, much. Bye. Right,